Life Audio. People have had mental health challenges throughout history. People who have, people have, have identified uh, as you know non-heterosexual throughout history. So this is not new. And ostracizing people and beating people up and making people feel unworthy or less than human, which has certainly happened to people of color in this country and other places, that is not beneficial. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to win anyone to Christ. And it's not our place to judge anyone's heart. That's God's place. And so if anyone's going to do any convicting or any healing or any changing or any transformation, it's going to be Jesus. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sparkle Speak. I'm your host, Catherine, and today we have on with us our very special guest, Carla Chenault. Carla is a board member for the Sparkle team alongside of myself and others. She is an amazing person, and I cannot wait for you to hear what she has to share with us today. Carla is a former school principal and a current education director. She is a writer, a public speaker, and she has two grown daughters. And I love her tagline that she has for herself, which is, I optimize others. That is so true of Carla. She speaks with such intentionality and purpose, and I love Love, love, loved our conversation. We talked a lot about just our current culture and how divisive it is and how she really gets down to the basics of her faith, loving God and loving our neighbors as a way to kind of navigate all of that. We talk a lot about how our words and actions have impact a lot of times more so than our intentions and how a lot of times loving people just means respecting them and treating everyone with the dignity they deserve. I know that you're going to really enjoy hearing from Carla. So after a few words from our sponsors, we'll get right into hearing more. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with Viking Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Um, well, thanks so much for being willing to do this. I know you're new, newer to the Sparkle team, but I was asking everyone on the Sparkle board if they would do a podcast just so that, um, I don't know. I mean, it's not just me, you know, backing Sparkle and the podcast and everything. There's other people too. So I thought it'd be really cool for everyone just to hear the other voices behind Sparkle and some of the heart behind it. Like why, um, the people on the board love Jesus, you know, and what our intentions are. So I'm grateful that you are willing to come on and do an episode. So we appreciate you. No, I thank you for, um, you know, the commitment to the ministry and the opportunity, you know, I mean, 
I often, you know, question if I have anything meaningful to say or to add. Um, but I, I am always willing to share my faith. And um, so hopefully, you know, that we'll be able to have a conversation that maybe will uh, be a blessing to someone down the road. Why don't we get into the first question? And um, well, actually, before we get into our question questions, I would love to hear from you just how you got involved with Sparkle, maybe your role on the team, and and kind of where do you see yourself in the Sparkle team? Yeah, well, I appreciate the opportunity to um, support the ministry. So I've I've always been um, a person that that tries to, I, I say on my LinkedIn profile, I optimize others, right? And so when I heard Betsy's heart around Sparkle and why she was doing it, I wanted to support her and I wanted to come alongside and do what I can uh, to help her to manifest this particular dream that God has put in her spirit. So for me, it's, it's an opportunity to, to support um, a fellow believer in, in her vision, in her dream. And it's an opportunity to do the ministry and do the work of loving others outside of the confines of church, if, if, you, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So over the years, you know, I've been involved with, with multiple Bible studies and I, you know, serve the church in, in various ways. But Sparkle to me is an opportunity to move beyond the boundaries of the church and to get to know women, uh, not just other believers and Christian women like yourself, but maybe seekers and non-believers um, in a space that's neutral and accessible and, and inclusive so that there's a feeling of, you know, belonging. I think sometimes, you know, when somebody's either searching or they don't have a faith, coming into church can be intimidating or can feel confusing or like unwelcoming. And I think the benefit of Sparkle to me is that we are looking to um, offer opportunities to build relationship with women of all walks um, in, in a space that everybody can relate to. So when we did our our cooking event. And when we talk about doing, you know, a retreat, it's a space where hopefully we can attract uh, lots of people, whether they're believers currently or not, and be the, be, be representative of, of Christ in a way that's attractive. Um, Because I think that's what we're called to do. I mean, I think that, that when women or men step out with pure motives, um, God, God responds. So Yes, we give him what what we have, what little we have to offer and just watch him do the rest. And Mm -hmm. it is really Mm -hmm. cool to watch that. So awesome. Well, I appreciate you and your intentionality. And I I am excited to see where it takes us. So um, with all that said, thank you for introducing yourself and, and letting the listeners get a little glimpse of who you are. And I would love to hear even more about that. So like, when did you first start identifying yourself as a Christian or how did you first come to know God? Yeah, it's funny because, you know, the <laughs> the longer you you walk with God, the, the more interesting that question becomes, because in many ways for me, it, it, it was so long ago that it's sort of like, and so much has happened since, you know, I think you know, and I was listening to your your um, most recent podcast with your friend. I think her name is Amy. She was talking about her mental health journey and, and yeah. 
you know, and there was at some point along her journey where, you know, she kind of stepped away from God, right? And then you kind of step back towards. So when you're on this faith journey, you have those those moments, those ebbs and flows. So it's interesting for me to kind of have to go back and think about the the beginning. And it wasn't one of those, you know, lightning rod moments for me. I feel like um, one of the things that was a, a catalyst in my in my faith was the fact that my grandmother and I often hear people reference their grandparent or grandmother as uh, role in 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 pointing them to God. But my grandmother uh, is or was a believer, and she loved to hear the Bible read out loud. And it was something that she would have me do when I'd visit with her, and I'd sit with her, and she would have me read the Psalms and so forth. And I think that you know, whether she intended it this way or not, I really believe that God planted his word into my heart in, in, at that stage in my life at a very young age. And even though I didn't really go to church or know much about Christianity, he was planting his word in my heart. And, you know, and then from there, I would, you know, go to church. I didn't really go to, a, uh, I didn't really, you know, my family didn't really necessarily go to church together. My my parents were divorced and my mom was a single mom and with, with kids and stuff like that. So often I would go to church myself. I, I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed the sermons and I could walk to this one church that was near my house. And I, I enjoyed singing in the choir, even though I don't sing that well. And I just enjoyed the community of it. And uh, I guess I was in high school when one Sunday I just felt, you know, when they did the altar call, I just felt like, you know, my heart was beating out of my chest and I just felt like I, I should go up and accept Christ. And so I did. And then from there, you know, you just, you, you know, you start calling yourself a Christian and you don't really know exactly what that means. And over the years, you come to understand that it's not a, a religion per se, it's a relationship, right? And for those of us who are in this space, we've heard that, you know, it starts to sound a little cliche, but the reality is it's opportunity to have a relationship, a one-on-one -on -one personal relationship with God through Christ. And when that revelation kicks in, I think that's when, you know, the, the journey really begins. And for me, that was probably in my late twenties uh, when I started to understand that it's a relationship. And um, it's one that I get to enjoy. It's one that I have to invest in. And um, and as I became sort of more uh, intimate with understanding who God is and being able to really kind of hear him and, and, and feel the Holy Spirit and know where the Holy Spirit was pointing, I would follow. And it would always lead me to where you know, you would, you would get that peace, right? You get that peace, you get that joy and you know, you're in the right place. So yeah. um, that's kind of, you know, the story. And what's interesting is, you know, as you will learn, as you become older, like we talked about, you know, being on the path a little longer and you do get wisdom, what you also end up getting is, I think now I, I can only speak for myself. So it'd be interesting to hear somebody else's experience with this. But I do think that when when a newer believer is on the path with God, he shows himself much more um, visibly. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And gives that newer believer those affirmations. That's why I love 
I love being around, you know, seekers and new believers because yes. it's like, I love being able to say, you're going to see God, you're going to see him, you know, keep your eyes open, keep your eyes open, because he will do these more magnificent things. And I think that mm-hmm. when you're, you've been on the path a little longer, like me, he doesn't do these huge moves uh, as much mm-hmm. because he, you you know, I should know, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Do yeah. you know what I'm trying to say? And as you mature, it kind of becomes more about your faithfulness to him. Yes. And, and it's obviously still about his faithfulness to you. It always uh-huh. is, of course. But uh-huh. like, uh-huh. as you mature and get older, you're, you're showing him like, Lord, I'm faithful to you. Like, I'll come to you to drink my yes. water. Yes. And he can't expect that from someone who doesn't know him. Like, Right. They're not going to go to him because they don't know him. So he has to show himself off a little more so they can be like, oh, there yeah. you are, God. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I love encouraging newer believers or seekers, ask him, like ask him anything and he will answer you. Like he will answer you. And so I love that about him. He is faithful in that way. And then you're right. You know, then the longer you're walking, the more now it's not so much me like, oh God, you know, where are you? Do this, do that. It's more me needing to, or at least feeling convicted to and wanting to be more like him to the world. And that's honestly harder. (laughs) It's a lot harder. So, uh, so that's kind of where I am now, right? Where I, I have to really think about who I am and how I represent him because yeah, people are looking at me like you've been on this path for a while. You are an older believer. And so it, it, it becomes important, I think, for me, I can't speak for anybody else, but for me to do it better and to try to do it well, I know I'm not perfect and I know I'm not going to get it right every time, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. I think I, I just took a lot away from, from that. Um, yeah, I, I have to think about that now. <laughs> I'm at a loss for words, but that is really cool. Thank you for sharing that. And and even if you want to dive in a little deeper into that too, um, have you had any experiences that have helped shape or change your view of God along the way? Or maybe have there been you know significant seasons or events of life that have been defining in your faith journey? Um, you know... It... Yes, 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 and yes, right. But what what they would be, um, I mean, right now I'm looking at, I'm trying to, I'm trying to trust him for being, um, being true to the faith in this very divisive world. Mm. I'm struggling a lot with um, how I can be true to him in a way that um, that that would represent him in a way that would be fair to the truth and also um, welcoming to others right and I and I believe it's it's interesting. Um, because 
as I see kind of, you know, the divisiveness in our society and in our culture, and I see the impact it has on the church, and I see the impact that it has on younger believers um, who are in the world and are trying to make sense of it and are wondering sort of why the church isn't a little more as an institution, more courageous or more outspoken about some of the things that are going on, depending on, you know, what, you know, what the issue is. And I am really being led to kind of double down in the space of kind of the basics, right? You know, Christian 101, which, you know, what are the basics? And the basics are, we are called to love God, okay? And what does that look like, right? And we, we've, we've agreed that it's a relationship and to love him is to know, to get to know him, to spend time with him, to listen to him and to do our best to be obedient, right? And then we're supposed to love each other, right? And, and this is kind of like, a to Z, like, that those are the two things that if we put our energies to, to doing those things, we'd be quite busy mm-hmm. and we wouldn't have the time or energy to be quite as judgmental and quite as, you know, um, one-sided in our, in our approach to, to, to life and to, to our, our faith as Christians. So I'm really, you know, whether I'm dealing with, you know, a very conservative believer and somebody who's leaning in a right way direction, or if I'm dealing with a more liberal believer, somebody who's leaning more left, I keep kind of trying to draw people back to center. Like, look, this is what we are called to do. And God wants us to be his representatives in the world. And he says, you love me first and you love your neighbor as yourself. And that means that we have to get out of the way of kind of what we want as humans and what our flesh thinks and what our, you know, what in judging here and there, excuse me, that's my fault. Sorry, Catherine. Um, no see, and, that, and that's Satan interrupting me because this is what I really believe. And I really believe mm-hmm. we have to double down with that. And so I'm really wanting to, um, so, so that's kind of where I am. And I'm really sort of trusting him to help me with that message. And not only to just help me with the message and, and able to articulate it, but to live it. Um, where, because at the end of the day, you know, we're not going to win anybody to the faith um, by screaming and shouting and, 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 and creating a lot of ruckus and disturbance over, over this policy and that policy, right? We, mm-hmm. We've learned through the Bible that laws do not change men's hearts, mm-hmm. period. Right. I mean, God teaches us that through his own word. Right. You know, the law of Moses, you know, he he said, you know what, instead of tablets, I'm going to put my my law in your heart. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And and he did that through Jesus. And so, you know, when we get kind of caught up in the politics that are that are that are prevalent in our world and we get caught up in this policy and that policy, we're missing the opportunity 
to love people. And that's the only way that we bring people to Christ. And God is the only person who gets to judge man's heart, not us. Mm -hmm. And so I, I struggle now a lot with being in spaces where there's all these very hard and fast lines that people are drawing um, in the name of Christianity. Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, one of the things that we know is that intention, whether it's positive or negative, you know, for the faith or not, has impact, right? Word has Words have impact, actions have impact. And I'm learning that it's the impact that's more important than the intent. Mm -hmm. And so we have to start thinking about the impact of our words and our actions. And that's kind of the space that I'm living in right now. What does that look like? Like in your opinion, what does it look like to love God and love our neighbor as ourselves in a society where um, like, like what if our neighbor is completely the opposite of what we believe in or, um, you know, their lifestyle is completely different than what as Christ followers were, were taught to, you know, abide by like what, what does it look like to love somebody who is different than us? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's a good question. And I think it's something that, you know, we have to ask ourselves every day in terms of, right, dying to ourselves and living for Christ. And we know that it's a day-to-day, minute-to-minute, hour-to-hour. But I think about, like, I think about how we figured it out in some ways, right? Like I think about your last guest and she talked about her mental health struggles. And, you know, for a long time, that was a topic that people didn't share out loud, right? Because it was stigmatized and it was shameful and so forth. And, 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 and you think about how liberating it is for her to be able to talk about that, right? And, and knowing that her message is going to benefit and bless somebody else. And we've gotten to a point where, you know, somebody who's dealing with a mental health challenge feels like they can be there, be their authentic self and still be loved. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think you can take that same, that same idea and you can lay overlay it on, on others. Right. So if somebody, you know, and the, the, the one issue that seems to be really, you know, divisive and upsetting to so many people now is, you know, the whole, you know, LGBTQ uh, issue and anybody who identifies other than heterosexual and, but, but it's the same thing. Like, you know, if somebody struggles with, with sexuality or, or what, what have you, like, why can't they be their full selves? And mm -hmm. still be loved and 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 not be uh, sort of shut shut off or put into a, a place where it's like oh you you don't belong or you're not mm -hmm. worthy or don't say gay well that's not helpful mm -hmm. and and as somebody who's who's black right I'm African American female and I know what it's like to be marginalized in our society and I know what it's like to not be able to live your authentic self and be who you are a hundred percent. And that's not helpful. And the truth of the matter is that whether we're willing to talk about it or not, people have had mental health challenges throughout history. People who have, people who have, have identified uh, as, you know, non-heterosexual throughout history. So this is not new. And 
ostracizing people and beating people up and making people feel unworthy or less than human, which has certainly happened to people of color in this country and other places, that is not beneficial. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to win anyone to Christ. And it's not our place to judge anyone's heart. That's God's place. And so if anyone's going to do any convicting or any healing or any changing or any transformation, it's going to be Jesus. And Mm -hmm. so it's not going to be me. And so I can ban a book or I could, you know, uh, make all the brown people, you know, stand in this line and I can do, you know, whatever I'm going to do. But at the end of the day, um, only God can change man's heart. And it's only when when a man's heart uh, is 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 whole that you get healing. And so, and I'm not saying that that any one person needs to be healed. I'm just saying that you don't get wholeness by hurting people, right? Hurt people, hurt people. Yes. And so, you know, whole people. And if we're Christians and we're believers and we're walking with God and we feel like we're whole, whole people help people, healthy people help people. Mm -hmm. And when you think about what we're called to do, to love others and to help orphans and widows and and what have you, and all the things that the Bible commands, that's what we're called to do. And, Mm -hmm. and if we did that more, if, if, if we, if we searched our own hearts and got up every day with, with the intention of, you know, listening to God and wanting to, um, to, 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 to follow those commands, um, we would have enough on our plates. We'd be, mm-hmm. we'd be mighty busy uh, trying to do that. And so that's just how I feel about it. And I just think that there are things about the world that we live in. We know we live in a fallen world. We know that this is, this is not, not the, 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 the harmony and unity that God envisioned for, for humanity. And that's the, 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 the situation. And so we can allow Satan to continue to divide us with things of the flesh and things of the world, or we have to decide that we're going to be unified in our purpose. And our purpose is to love God and to love one another. Yeah. I think that's so beautiful. I, I really enjoy you know, having this conversation and, and I, you know, I'm not going to go into specific details on the podcast right now about this, but I do have some very close family members to me that identify with the LGBTQ community. And, um, it's just so interesting because me, you know, being someone who so outwardly puts my faith in Jesus and calls myself a Christ follower, you know, it's been interesting with, my family members, because, um, I think at times they have wondered if I judge them or, uh, don't accept them. And it could not be the further, or it couldn't be further from my heart, which is actually, I love them so much. And, um, like nothing could stop me from loving them. Uh, I think that my goal always is just sharing Jesus. Like I can't make someone love Jesus or want to follow them, but I know I love Jesus. So all I can do is just tell other people about him and let them decide for themselves if they think that's something worthy of 
following in their own life. And in the meantime, I just focus on how can I love these people the best that I can. And a verse that's really, really been with me a lot lately as I've been processing some of this is Romans 3, uh, 22 through 23. It says, this righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. So we're made righteous through our faith in Jesus. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. And I love this verse so much. I think it's so applicable to a society that, like you mentioned, is so divisive because this puts us all on the same playing field. Mm -hmm. We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Not one of us is better than another. No. And it's like, I just wish that we could see things that way because it puts it into such clear perspective that nobody is higher than another. And I don't know why. Well, I do know why it's, it's Satan and evil that -hmm. makes us think otherwise. That's just it. I mean, everyone, every single one of us is invited to God's table, every single one of us. And so if we're representing him and he embraces and loves all of his his children, all of humanity, and we're all invited to the table, then that's the that's what we should represent. And um, I remember, and this was maybe 20 years ago now, even maybe even longer, when a friend of mine, we were we were friends and still are, we're still friends, and we shared a faith and we would pray together and hold each other accountable and things like that. We worked together. And I remember she uh, ended up coming out to me um, kind of reluctantly and it was a very vulnerable scary thing for her to do and I was still younger in my faith and wasn't all that clear about some of it and I remember going to God and really asking him you know and she said you know I, I'd under I'll understand if 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 you you know can't be my friend anymore or something like that mm-hmm. and I asked him and I said like you know can I you know still have this and I just remember him responding in such a visceral way. Now, God, as you know, frequently whispers, right? And you got to kind of lean in to hear him. But he didn't whisper this to me. He basically said, when I said, like, should I stop being your friend or something like that? He 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 responded like, don't you dare. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, okay. And I, I will never forget that. And that was 20 years ago. Don't you, don't you dare, you know, don't you dare uh, walk away from that relationship for this reason. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it just made me, and and he said it so forcibly, forcibly that made me realize he was serious about it because look, you know, you mentioned your family members and that kind of thing. If you were to walk away from those family members and not love those family members, what exactly, and and then, and then turn around and have your cross around your neck and what are you saying? Right. What are you saying? And that's the conviction, you know, that I got a long time ago. And that's with, with respect to that issue, but that issue and then others, right? Mm-hmm. Not, and so I don't want to just like, you know, put a spotlight on that particular issue, but I know that that's kind of a, the, the, the one that's, you know, sort of in, in, in the spotlight in, in our society right now. But with all the issues, with mental health, with body shaming, with, you know, single motherhood, with all of it, like we're all sinners yes. <laughs> in need of grace. Yes. Whatever it is, it may be a different topic for you than it is for me, but I've got one and so do you, right? So so we all carry our own crosses and yeah. we have to love one another. Yeah. yeah. And when we when we 
walk away from people or mm-hmm. shun them because mm-hmm. of their sin or, mm-hmm. or things that we see. I, I think sometimes a, a lot of people might do it because of fear. Mm. You know, they're afraid that, you know, you know, those sins are going to rub off on, mm-hmm. on them or others that they love or whatever. But it's like, what is that saying about our faith too? Like, mm-hmm. I don't fear sin, like, because I have the power of Jesus with me, you know, and that mm-hmm. that's what we have to like, remember and cling to is like, we don't have to be afraid of anything in this world. And um, if, if we know where our power is, which is that we walk hand in hand with Jesus, then we don't have to be afraid of any of it. All we have to do is just love and watch chains break from that. So Mm-hmm. I really, I resonated with that when you, you said you felt like God told you, don't you dare. He's like, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though like I got this. Yeah. So I guess just as we wrap up, um, do you have a favorite verse or, or something interesting you've been learning lately that you can share with us? You know, like I said, this is where I am leaning now, really wanting to make sure I walk in a way that um, God would would approve of. And so, you know, I was thinking about this question and I and I don't have a, a verse that's that's, you know, running my life necessarily other than when I point to these words, and they do come out of Matthew, right? They're also, I, I looked it up just to confirm it's coming out of uh, Mark. But again, these are the two greatest commandments. Love your God with all your heart, right? Mind, soul, spirit, and love your neighbor as yourself. Done. Uh, work on those things. Get going. And, you know, see you, see you on the other side kind of thing. Like, <laughs> this is what we need to be doing. And so yeah. I believe that at the end of the day, when I sit before the feet of Christ, I want him to, to, to at least say, you know, I was in the ballpark. And, um, and I hope that, that if I lean in these two directions, that, that he'll be pleased. Yeah. Thank you for that. This has been such a treat. And I guess just kind of reflecting on this myself, um, you know, there are some, some things in this world where it can be unclear, like what does loving someone look like in this world? Because there is such a thing as boundaries, you know, Mm -hmm. some people, we we can still love them, but we have to love them with, with boundaries. So we don't get hurt, but Mm -hmm. I think it's just kind of like leaning into God to figure out, figure it out and talking to him. Like, I love that example of you, you know, with your friend that you shared that you didn't know, you were like, I'm not exactly sure how to love or, or what this looks like now. And you just, you went to God and he told you. So mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. that's just encouragement for all of us trying to figure out how do you love your neighbor? Well, right. let's ask God and he'll show us case by case what we're supposed to be doing. That's exactly right. And I think too, we get caught up in this idea of, of love being, you know, and I don't know the Greek, but phileo or whatever the various translations are where we think, you know, romantic love or loving somebody, you got to be my BFF. And, and I tell people all the time, we don't have to be BFFs, right? But there's a certain level of humanity and respect and dignity that we all deserve. And so when I think about, you know, how do I treat people the way that I want to be treated? It's simply we respect people. And, and that's it. So loving you doesn't mean I have to agree with you. It doesn't mean I have to, you know, hang out with you. We don't have to have, you know, a sleepover. But I have to have a respect for your humanity and treat you with the dignity that you deserve, period. Mm, That's what it means to me. 
So, exactly. and I think that if we would navigate the world with that in mind, we would treat people in a way that we could be proud of. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Amen. <laughs> Thanks right, for sis. sharing that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you doing this and for, for taking the time to let me share. everyone thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of sparkle speak as always you can find us at sparklefaith.com or head over to our partners at lifeaudio.com where you can hear more podcasts just like this one don't forget to check out our show notes to find all of our social media and as always don't forget to rate subscribe like share this with people that you think would enjoy hearing it really helps us more than you realize and allows us to keep doing what we love to do spreading the hope and love of christ with others so Thank you so much for being here and we will see you next episode. Bye. Once in a generation, a podcast comes along with the power and eloquence to inspire us all. This show will entertain you while you wait for that one. Join two best friends, author and former history teacher John Driver and comedian Johnny W. for hilarious and authentic conversations about life, history, culture, faith, and everything in between. You can listen to Talk About That wherever you find your podcasts or at lifeaudio.com.